Hello everyone, this is Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Well, Team TLC uh, Facebook subscription group had a great weekend. There was a lot going on in many of the states and I'm excited for the spring and the summer because things are going to start getting hopping now. So this is the time of year to make sure your horses are feeling good. Make sure you're tuning on them correctly. Make sure you're not making any mistakes. This is the best time to have a coach looking at your photos with you, at your videos with you, giving you drills and dry work to work on, and a mental game plan for competition. So speaking of mental game competition headset, um, we're going to talk about alleyway approaches today. Alleyway approaches can be the make or break of your run. So in my group, um, by the way, the first 100 members, and we're up to like 72, are only $10 a month or $100 a year. As soon as we get to 100 members, their original 100 get to stay at that price, but anyone over 100 will be 20 a month or 150 a year. It's totally worth it because my coach's eye slow play reviews, um, they're getting a steal at $10 a month. I used to charge $20, $20 per Coach's Eye slow play review for people who were not part of my team and for people who did come for lessons clinics or had a horse in training, they would get it for $10. So you're getting 29 years of my professional experience and being around horses my entire life, barrel racing, pole bending, and um, you know, riding and training over 1,500 horse and riders over the last 20 some years. So I see a lot of things. That's kind of my niche in the market. I know how horses should feel. I know the different types from all the ones that I've ridden. So anyways, um, when you join the group, you get a coach's eye slow play review once a week. Um, You get given challenges to do mentally and Um, skill challenges to improve your performance and relationship team building with your horse. Um, There's a live Q&A every week where I go over a topic like our topic today and I answer all the questions from the week for the members and that's about an hour every week. So it's also a really positive group. The barrel racers all start knowing each other in the group and pulling for each other when they see each other out and about or just in the group for the ones out of state. And um, it's just been a really great thing. And so far, like I said, over, I think, 74 members in 15 states and continuing to grow. Um, 17, 18 of them have paid for a whole year membership. Another 17 or 18 have been with me over six months. We've been going eight months now. Um, It's just been a great group. So I'm going to go ahead and get into my topic for today, and that is Alleyway Approaches. My very first podcast ever was on Alleyway Issues. And um, and that all does go back to that. So uh, first thing I want to talk about, um, I had someone come for a clinic this past weekend and they said that their horse wasn't going to go in the alleyway and someone, uh, she did a one rein stop and disengaged the hindquarters and was trying to get the horse to go back forward and someone said, don't do that, let me help you, your horse has ulcers, you need to treat him for ulcers. They don't know this lady at all, but yet they're going to offer their opinion that the horse has ulcers. And that's absolutely not the case with this horse. This horse is just excited. He's ready to go do his job. So his little bit of nervous anxiety causes him to want to bulk a tad or spin a moment and then he'll go. 
I had a friend in Colorado, her bully bully mare, if she walked in the alleyway calm, she was not going to clock. But if she did one little spin and then went, you better watch out. She was probably going to be in the 1D with that run every single time. So you got to really know your horses and that's what it comes down to. Would I like each horse to walk in with me one hand on the rein? Absolutely. And just go walk, trot, lope, go and have a beautiful, fast and smooth run. Absolutely. But guess what? Every horse is different, just like every human is different. And we can't cookie cutter train. We have to look at each as an individual. So there are five things that can cause negative uh, alley issues. And those are number one, horse nerves. Horses do get nervous. They're just like us. Um, You get butterflies in your belly sometimes before you run for different reasons, and we'll cover that. But horses can too. They can get nervous because of they know the adrenaline's coming, or um, they can get nervous because, you know, they're they're feeling excited or pressure or pain. It can be a lot of different things and it can just be a respect issue. So so we have to learn how to work with our horses in a way that they don't wash out before our competition. Um, we have to learn what works better for them. Do we just warm up, time to the trailer, stay by the trailer until it's time to run, and then walk up there one or two drags out, and then, uh, or even just our drag? You know, you have to really figure out what's going to work for you. Jackpots, rodeos, super shows. Some have holding pins. Um, some horses do better to settle behind the alleyway for one or two drags. Um, some do better to sit quietly next to a trailer near the alley way hidden away from everything and then just creep up when it's time Um, what I don't like to do is get you dependent on another person walking you in or another horse walking you in because ideally you and your horse should have that relationship built together and you should be able to do that for yourself um you know, if it's a child, it's a different situation. If it's the NFR where you've got to go through that loud tunnel and sit there for a long time with 15 other horses and there's pipe panels you can run into as you angle to go from one holding alleyway to the next and you want to make sure that your horse doesn't bump it or whatever and also you're on television, you can't afford not to go forward and miss out on your run. Um, those are different ball games. But if you're talking just every week or every month when you compete at the Jack Potter the super show ideally you want to figure out what way to handle your horse's nerves sometimes it's walking one-handed you know from the alleyway sometimes it's standing in a holding pen and face flexing them left and right to calm them down Um, sometimes when a horse is nervous they can paw they can bite at your uh, stirrups they can uh, shake their head they can spin around, they can get snorty and head up and ears up. So if you can find a calm down cue, if you can figure out where they'll stay calmer, if you need to walk small circles and stay away until your drag or when you have to go in the holding pen, you may have to walk them by hand and just get on last minute and, and put your rubber bands on and go. Um, You know, there's a lot of different things you have to figure out for your horse's nerves. You don't want to, some horses, you might want to warm them up early and then just let them sit at the trailer and then just walk some circles by the trailer and then go make your run. Other horses do better to wake them up in the alleyway. But if you have a nervous horse, um, you don't want to lose the first barrel. That's your money barrel. That sets you up 
for the run that you're going to have. So the worst thing you can do is have them too quiet what they don't fire or too hot that they don't focus and and even want to raid or turn that first barrel. So once again, remember what two hands means to a barrel horse. When you go two hands, they know it's time, game on. So some horses you might want to gate before competition. Other horses you won't go nowhere near the arena until it's time to run. And again, you have to figure out your horse. Young horses, I would gate them. Um, and some horses I might just haul one weekend to compete and then the next weekend haul and just gate them and take them home, not enter them. And, um, and you also have to figure out, you know, if you have a horse that does better if they just walk little circles or stands quietly. There's a lot of different things you want to look at, but you also have to decide what your goals are. If you have a pretty hot, hot horse and you've got a two, you know, super show that's got two holding pins, you're going to be in a bit of a bind. So, um... I would really work on that where I had more control of that situation. I'd teach my horse a calm down cue from the ground where they learn to put their head down laterally, left and right, and that will release um, endorphins once that head is beneath that wither and also get them focused and um, on a cue instead of their adrenaline. So like us, horses can very much get nerves. Um, secondly is the rider's nerves. A lot of times riders get butterflies and some people it never goes away. It's probably because you're excited, you want to do well, but you really do need to ask yourself why. Why am I getting nervous? Is it because I want to do well? I'm in it to win it. I'm putting more pressure on myself or maybe I'm just excited because I'm ready to run. Or maybe I'm embarrassed. I don't want my horse to do something stupid and all my friends see me do something stupid. Or, you know, I'm a trainer and I don't want to look bad out there for future clients. Or or maybe I'm scared of the speed and I don't totally trust my horse isn't going to buck or get bronchy out there. You know, whatever your reason is for your nerves, you really need to ask yourself why. And if it is scared of the speed or trusting your horse, don't go fast yet. Go at a speed that you feel confident. If you need an exhibition longer or just slow lope and donate that $20 entry fee, then that's what you do. If you're worried about what other people think, don't. Because you know what? They're so caught up in their own what they're doing they're not going to remember what you did. And number one, you're paying for this entry fee. You pay for that horse. This is your fun, your hobby. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks except you. So um, if you're excited, then just take that excitement and turn it into focus. Visualize you making a smooth pattern all the way from the alleyway through your whole pattern back to the timers and out the alleyway. You see yourself being smooth, riding to your spots, communicating well with your horse. Um, you know, just see your entire run in a positive manner and then learn to take some deep breaths, say a little prayer for safety and a smooth run, and then just clear your mind. And as you walk one handed towards that alleyway, just think of the one or two important things that you need to get done in your run, like riding to your spots or using your legs. And, um, and then just trust that horse. So that's really important. Um, sometimes people 
get nervous because they're in it to win it. They want to do well, so they do pressure themselves. But I would warn you to watch that pressure, that self-pressure, because whatever you're feeling, your horse is feeling it too. Horses are way better at reading body language than us. And if you start getting too intense, that's going to go right down your body into your horse and they're going to think something's up and this is bad and I'm not going in that alleyway because mom doesn't act like this when we trail ride or when we practice only when we're here at this competition. So learn to channel yourself, learn to get in the zone, learn to be very earth, very calm, focused for your horse and relax for your horse before you run. And then as you go down the alleyway, then you're able to get that immediate focus and energy that you need to get that fire and, and smooth turns that you, snappy turns that you want. So, um, so really, Think about why, why you're having nerves and how you can um, handle those nerves and channel them into focus and calm, confident focus. Okay. And the third thing is pain. Obviously, pain can definitely make a horse um, have a bad alleyway approach. If a horse or a rider is in pain, you know what that's like. You can't focus on anything but that pain. And um, for horses, it can be pain of an ulcer, stomach ulcer. Um, it can be pain of uh, fearful because their lungs start to bleed and it's like drowning for them and it's very scary. Um, the other thing is they could have something chiropractically out, maybe their pole or neck or hips or shoulders, um, a rib, whichever. It could be saddle fit if your saddle's pinching them and it hurts to turn a barrel. Um, muscle. You're, you could have, you know, sore muscles, body soreness from overtraining or over competing, not fit, you know, a two to two or three day show and they start getting sore by the second or third day. Um, hoof, hoof being unbalanced. Your, your horse's hooves, no hoof, no horse is a very true thing. If your horse's feet are not balanced, um, that can cause problems with your joints and all of that. And of course, joints take a beating in barrel racing, arthritis and bone spurs and joint um, cartilage and synovial fluid. All of those things have to be looked at and you really want to stay on top of it with maintenance. And I'm more of an oral person versus a uh, give them shots in the muscle or the joint person. But either way, you definitely want to give them a healthy nutrition um, and be preventative in your your care for antioxidants and anti-inflammatories and just really healthy quality hay um, and care so that they're they're getting the nutrition and the fitness they need to do their job. So a lot of stretching um, and things like that can help their performance as well and get you that little extra edge and keep them a little bit more sound. Um, for going down the road. So um, the fourth thing is that respect. Um, sometimes alleyway approaches can get messed up because a horse isn't respecting the rider. Um, it can be a nervous tick. Uh, you know, like I said before, they could just start to swap their head or want to spin or bulk or back up. And um, 
some ways to handle respect issues rather than having someone lead you in or other horses get you in or backing them in or anything like that is if I'm walking one hand towards the alleyway and I'm looking where I want to go and maybe not down the alleyway but looking at a fence post or a piece of dirt that I want to ride to and I'm riding one hand and just exhaled breathing as I approach the alleyway and then all of a sudden my horse balks I'm going to go ahead and do a one rein stop and disengage their hindquarters several times and then ask them to go forward again if they do then I'll just keep moving forward go to two hands trot lope go down that arena you don't want to spend a lot of time setting up a horse now if they were totally belligerent to you there's nothing wrong with getting a hold of them taking them back into a circle get their attention and then go because the race doesn't start until you hit that timer um, but if let's say you uh, go to two hands and they just start panicking and backing up and everything else, then that's a good time again for that one rein stop and disengaging their hips around. So if I'm using my left hand to get their nose to my foot with give and take pressure, never pull because they could rear or lose their balance, then I would also use that same leg. So left hand, left leg in the back cinch and disengage hindquarters. Be certain they know that cue before race day do it at home make sure they know how to disengage hindquarters go around several times and then ask me go forward if they don't some of them you can just pick up your over and under and pop them on the butt so the idea is to make the wrong thing difficult the right thing easy if you have a serious respect issue and that's just not enough you're going to need to take time off from barrel racing figure out why you're going to need to do some gate work oftentimes um, it can be fixed by working them behind the alleyway now you don't want to get in the way of the barrel race but you could like lope some circles right behind the alleyway when they're doing a drag maybe if nobody's there and then rest them in the alleyway during the drag but ideally alleyway issues probably need to be fixed on a practice night or exhibitions and um, again you can make the wrong thing difficult and the right thing easy meaning you know disengaging circles or uh, you know working them behind the alleyway and only resting them in the alleyway in the alleyway give them pets and you know pet them and rest them and you know reward them with no pressure um, I've even given horses apple treats or cookies uh, carrots you know in the uh, alleyway as a reward for walking in there calmly so that way you're not saying okay the alleyway is just a launching plaid pad of high adrenaline and stress you're actually making it a place of relaxation and rest as well so um, that's something to consider uh, so like I said, you can carry that over and under and for some horses, it's just being a little bit more firm as women We tend to you know love on our horses and sometimes they don't respect us as the alpha in the herd so it could happen if you have trailer loading issues or um, Your horse sometimes just doesn't do what you ask them to do Sometimes it's because you're a little bit too nice to them and you don't follow through and have boundaries So, you know, you can do lunging for respect make sure they have um, manners on the ground and then in the saddle make sure you have a go forward cue on the ground and then you can apply that same go forward cue in the saddle so there's a lot of stuff for respect that you can do and um, my fifth one and my one that upsets me probably the most is pressure um, pressure on the horse pressure by going too soon 
and too fast before they're ready. So that's like taking an elementary school kid and putting them in college. And they're just not ready. They're not prepared. And you're asking them to run through the pattern to in which they don't even know what perfect circles are or what rate means or what turn on my own is. Um, And instead, you're whipping, spurring, and pulling with bigger bits and tie downs and bigger spurs and whips and calling them stupid and, and things like that. When in actuality, they just have a really bad teacher who hasn't taught them at a pace that they can learn and understand. So, um... That one really gets to me. Also, going too often, running the wheels off your horse, you know, they just start getting burnt out. You're going to every single show every single weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're running them often, too often, and um, they're just starting to get sore and burnt out and, and stressed, and they're just not getting the time that they need to recover. And not every horse can handle multiple events. So those of you that do speed shows and you're running five events, some horses are a one and done, and you have to look at that. Or some of you that do junior rodeo or high school rodeo, not one horse may not be able to handle every single event. They You might need a horse for different events. Um... You know, it just really depends on the individual horse, their mindset, um, you know, if they're more laid back or hotter type horses, all of that makes a huge difference. So when we talk about alleyway approaches, we have to consider the five alleyway issues that happen and that that is, it's never going to just be one thing. When someone told me that, oh, it's either going to be um, ulcers or sore hocks, I kind of laughed because it's so much more than that. Even the pain is so much more than just that. So you have to look at those five things. Horses' nerves, riders' nerves, pain. But pain can come from everywhere, internally, externally, joint, muscle, you know, lungs, everywhere, hoof, teeth, even teeth, you know, chiropractically, there's so many areas that can be pain. Fourth is respect, you know, does your horse respect you as the alpha horse in your herd of two? And then finally, the fifth one, are you pressuring them too soon before they're ready or going so often that they just are blowing up on you? So those are the five things that cause issues in the alleyway, but then you have to look at your alleyway approaches for the individual horse. Be certain that all five of those things are addressed and then figure out what's best for your horse. You know, I've had horses that did not want to see what's behind the curtain before they ran, so I never needed to show them the arena before they ran. I've had other horses that needed to walk up in the alleyway and look around, feel the dirt, see the pen. Um, I've had horses that you had to keep really quiet and creep down the alleyway and wait until you picked your spots and you were up there enough that you could make sure you got to your your arc and your spots. I've had other horses that I had to wake up from the alleyway or the holding pen to get them to fire. Um, You know, it's just an individual thing. I've had horses that I need to talk to and tell them, easy, good job, you're doing great. Other ones I'd have to wake them up a little bit. So once again, um, you have to figure out what works for your individual. Gate, don't gate. Warm up early, let them relax. Um, Warm up short and then go make your run. You know, you, you really truly have to figure out your approach for the individual. And absolutely, absolutely no way is there cookie cutter uh, training for one 
size fits all. You know, just as we are individuals, some people are laid back, some people are hyper, some people talk a lot, some people don't talk at all. Um, some people take a long time to get something, other people pick things up right away. So just like us, they are the same way. So um, address those things and one by one fix those things and um, and then really start to play with things and make a note of it. That's why I have a barrel racing journal for my clients and when you go to each barrel race, you can write down some things that, you know, just make notes right up all up in there, you know, make yourself some notes on what worked or what didn't work as far as, you know, uh, mental game or warm up or pattern or alleyway and, and just really make a lot of mental notes. Um, you know, any equipment changes, diet changes, supplement changes, anything that you do, but always try to remember that less is more, you know, we can get carried away with, um, changing so much that we just don't know what's working or what's not working. And, um, and you can also create imbalances when you're adding this and adding that, especially with the supplements out there, you know, you're listening to 10 people tell you what works for them and, and you're trying a little bit of everything. So, um, I wouldn't do that. I would try to change one thing at a time. So you know what is working and what is not working for you and just make a lot of notes about that. And, um, I really feel like your alleyway approach is so important, um, to the success of your run because a horse that is washed out, isn't going to do well. A horse that is in their, um, flight mode or adrenaline side of their brain isn't going to listen as much as a relaxed horse that's in the thinking side of their mind focused on your cues and their connection to you. So always make it about that. And also finally the last thing is look at it from a long term point. Are you making a horse just to win this weekend or are you making a horse that's going to be a happy, healthy, confident horse 10 years from now, whether it be for you or for someone else? You know, you really want this animal that's going to live to be 30 years old to have a happy life and that should be your ultimate goal creating a well-adjusted happy horse so um, barrel racing is a fun sport but it should never uh, come before the well-being of your horse so thank you for tuning in and as always ride with heart